0: progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law
1: right now on the harbor one hotline a a not just good friend a great friend of the program he is the man who ascended to the throne of heart and has done so so admirably when andy left patriots.com and joined us here at weei my old uh facebook live and broadcast pal an original patriots pal the keeper of the torch the man who is uh maintained the hoodie database for years for Bill Belichick, which must have made this an especially bittersweet week. Of course, it is from Patriots.com and Patriots Unfiltered. Our guy, Mike Deuce, joining us on the Harbor One Hotline. Deuce, we knew this was coming this week, obviously for a long time. You and I even discussed it last week when we were hanging out uh, in the snow before what we believed to be Belichick's last game. But even if you saw it coming, like my first tweet about it was, like with many great moments in life, the, the good, the bad, the sad, and, and, and then some, if you think you're prepared, you're just never ready.
2: No, you nailed it. I mean, it was totally surreal. Uh, I think we all kind of woke up on that, on that morning, and you got the notification. And even when you had a sense that it was all kind of pointed towards this and leading to this, uh, it still didn't make it any more easy to kind of process it. I think everybody around the whole building just seemed you know, kind of numb. I think it was the word Perillo used um but you know quickly they turned the page friday so it's uh it's almost like you don't really have that much of a chance to you know kind of embrace what belichick did the good things i mean i think at the end of the run everybody kind of took a moment especially when he spoke to you know acknowledge him when he's you know at his best like he was when the induction ceremony with skarneckia and you know a little bit there in the press conference
0: so mike um I agree with you. We need to honor Bill Belichick, but it's also the NFL. It's not for long. It's moving on. It's Gerard Mayo's the head coach. Um, I have concerns about the way the situation Gerard Mayo is entering. Uh, I used the term earlier dead on arrival. Uh, I, the sent, the public sentiment against Gerard Mayo, I find um, somewhat surprising, somewhat alarming. Um, and so what do you think of the situation that Gerard Mayo is inheriting both internally but also also externally in the post-Belichick era?
2: Yeah, well, I mean, I think what we're realizing is it it was always easy when you could just blame Bill for everything and kind of look to him for every decision that was made, and, and now you realize that's not going to happen. And, you know, I know we're getting various reports about how things are going to be divided up, not going to, you know, I guess hire a GM and, you know, let the young guys kind of run this one out. Um, you know, I think on our show, we always kind of deferred to blame Bill. If you want to blame somebody for the drafts being bad, blame Bill Belichick. And, um, you know, now I guess we'll really find out you know, how much say, Elliot Wolf, Matt Groh, what, what their true vision of this team is. And I think as, uh, you know, as, as Michael Irvin said at the top, like, you know, the most interesting thing to me now is what kind of offensive coordinator are they, you know, is, is it going to remain Bill O'Brien? I mean, I know it seems like certain people are sticking around, but I think for me the big question mark now is what happens on offense and you know, how does Mayo put his stamp on the team? I love that he's such a good, you know, continuation of the defense. I don't think anybody had a problem with the defense. And as you've seen from the reaction of the players, they, they all love him. I mean, you know, personally speaking, talking to him, you know, multiple times, he's, you know, easy to engage with. And I mean, I think that there's, you know, certainly a tone change as far as that is. But, um, you know, we'll see how it all plays out. And, and like Michael said, what kind of stamp he can put on this team and, and how much he's able to.
1: Mike Duceau from Patriots.com and Patriots Unfiltered, great friend of the show and mine and heart joins us here on the Harbor One Hotline to talk the latest and what a wild week it was with the Patriots. Um, yeah, I, that was going to be my next question, Deuce. Like obviously you get a certain amount of access to different coaches, players, personnel, et cetera, when you're down there working for the team, putting together your pieces and more. But, you know, had you gotten have you ever gotten the same kind of vibes or spoken to people who shared their sentiments in a positive capacity, and I don't think just for the sake of the organization and for Flying Elvis this week, about Gerard Mayo. Like, I put together a piece yesterday, quickly just gleaning from social media, all the current and former players who spoke out positively for Gerard Mayo. You had mostly heard or experienced, like, big voice, bright mind, leader of men, individual thinker, and not just like, here comes the latest limb on the Belichick coaching tree.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I'd i point, to to uh, Evan Lazar. You know, towards the end of the season, he went around to a lot of the guys in the locker room and, you know, was just asking them generally what they thought. So he had, you know, we were able to, it was kind of fortuitous how it worked out. He had just kind of compiled all these quotes, and, you know, we were able to use them on Friday when in his analysis piece. But, yeah, the same thing. I mean, it's just... I, I think it was, uh, you know, sometimes he'd deliver the, uh, you know, I can't tell you that, but he, he does it with a smile. and he he, he makes you feel, uh, you know, not quite quite like you're being uh, blocked from, from anything too serious. But, um, no, I, I've enjoyed it the time. But, look, I mean, we all know that it's, uh, it, it's a tough job trying to get all these guys to play together. And, you know, he's, uh, he's certainly going to be in the shadow of Bill Belichick a little bit, no matter how you slice it up. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it's a sizable challenge, but I think he's an easy guy to root for. Um, and, you know, I think we'll see this spring – how things kind of play out and and really what kind of approach they take in free agency and and with all the draft capital that they have.
0: As that spring plays out, you have the number three pick in the draft, could be a quarterback, doesn't have to be, could be traded, whatever. And you have, I think it's going to end up being north of $85 million in salary cap space. Massive offseason.
1: That's a lot of money.
0: Who has the final say this offseason, whether it's free agency or the draft? I, mean, I think that's that's the great question. that's a million
2: dollar question I mean, thank, it, uh, you. Uh, thank you, you know, thank you thank you great is, question Andy is it is it you know Elliot Wolf running the show in free agency and Macro running the show in the draft? Um, you know ultimately, I think it always you know has to go through ownership a little bit, so we know that you know that's part of it as well so it's it's a great question, Andy. I mean I've always been you know I come from uh, from from my experience in television you know the my favorite TV shows, the TV shows that I always thought were run best were you know one person kind of making all the decisions for better or worse. Yep. I think it's really hard to find those people and it's uh, you know risky to invest in one like, you know, they did with, with Bill Belichick initially. Or um, so it's, it's tough to, to realize, you know, too many cooks, that's what you're worried about is, you know, who's going to be able to kind of craft a vision. And, you know, you hope um, that Gerard Mayo and everything and he's been learning in his football mind uh, will play a big part in it, but, you know, kind of echo the earlier point, like let's really see what Elliot Wolf and macro envision for this team. I mean, I, it feels like, at the very least, they have an audition for for these jobs, and uh, you know they might stay on after the draft too. So uh, we'll we'll see. It's it's just completely uh, everything's been turned on its head uh, in the last forty eight hours, and I think we're all kind of trying to adjust on what, what this looks like now.
0: Was was that an Easter egg? I heard you drop. Did I hear you say? Let's see who can craft a vision, and does that imply <laughs> no. Jonathan Craft is taking on a bigger role?
1: <laughs> Ooh, Andy, shoot!
0: I'm not, the other man, but, uh, <laughs>
2: but no, I, 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 I'm fascinated to see, you know, how it all plays out. But I mean, I think the bottom line is rooting for Jarrod Mayo. Good guy. Um, he's got a sizable job. And I mean, you mentioned the draft and all those things. I mean, I think it's not really a, a, a question of what this team needs. So, uh, I think no matter who's kind of running the show, I think everybody can be on the same page. Like they need to find a quarterback. They need to build an offense. Uh, they need to have better weapons. They need to protect this guy. So there's a lot of work to be done on that side of the ball. And at least we can take some confidence that Gerard Mayo is at the very least going to lock down the defensive side of the ball.
1: Yeah, Deuce. Now, see, Andy earlier in the show was saying that he is, and understandably so, far more concerned with and compelled by who's going to be the next general manager if there's going to be a general manager or if it's going to basically be some sort of, you know, uh, Silicon Valley groupthink of people from ownership to management, (laughs) pro player personnels and beyond. Hate it yeah and Andy I'm going to just tell you real quick you don't even have to bother opening up the twix platform I'll tell you right now based on Phil Perry's tweet earlier today there ain't a single person that has lived eaten breathed slept loves roots for watches and talks patriots that's a fan of the plan as well if that's the case so that's uh that's that we'll chalk that one up to not great bob that's a not great bob moment right there as well but I want to I'm too compelled by exactly what kind of offense and defense Gerard Mayo is going to run, if he's gonna, how heavily we think he's going to be involved in the defense the same way that Bill obviously was in having his son and Gerard Mayo be so involved in the defense the last couple of years. I know Bill had tried to get himself involved in and inserted into the offense, but to uh, diminishing degrees of success the last couple of years. I mean, do we have any idea if it's going to be if if it's going to be like an old pal, uh, are we going to be running the same yeah. offense? Do we think that uh, that Gerard Mayo, because he's been, we've been told he is a bright, forward thinking mind, is he going to maybe introduce something we haven't seen around here for the last 25, 30 years?
2: Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, I think, what I'm most interested to see at this point is what direction are they going to take for the offense? And, I mean, having, um, you know, maybe a chance to draft Jaden Daniels, if, you know, if you wanted to make kind of that Baltimore esque shift, to that kind of offense I mean you kind of have an opportunity to do it uh so you know that would maybe be a little bit of an extreme example but uh you know again I think it just depends on who do they bring in on the offensive side of the ball what is their vision is it you know a quick passing uh you know cerebral quarterback kind of thing that was what Belichick seemed to favor um you know and this just highlights I think some of the you know, potential weaknesses for Jerob and that he ha- doesn't have a lot of diverse experience. And, you know, you can only really connect him with, with two offensive coordinators. I guess three, if you want to count Matt Patricia. Um, you know, so he doesn't have a lot of, of connection with those guys. So um, it, it's really tough to to predict how it's going to go. Part of, you know, if they had, had Rabel, you knew that there were a lot of different options that, you know, could potentially come with him that he's worked with. Um, so that's that, to me, is the most interesting next step. It seems like the front offense is going to, Kind of stay how it is. It is what it is, but we'll see what happens on the offensive side of the ball. That's that's what I'm most curious about next.
0: If if there is a lot of status quo, coaching staff, front office, could that include the quarterback position? Do you see I know Bailey Zappi I thought was admirable in his comments to end the year. He certainly seems like he feels like he deserves a shot at competing for the job next year, but um could we see Bailey Zappi back next year as a bridge quarterback? Do you think there's any shot in Hades that Mac Jones is back, or are we going to see a totally new depth chart next year?
2: Yeah, again, another great one, Andy. I mean, I think, you know, Belichick was going to stay. It kind of seemed like Max, ship him off, let him get a fresh start somewhere. It felt like he, he kind of deserved that. Um, but what direction does Gerard Mayo go? And does he, you know, want to give Mack a chance again? And, and, you know, I mean, I, look, I, I feel like you should draft a quarterback every single year. I mean, it's just it's good business to develop and retain Love quarterbacks that. as much as possible. So, yep. you know, to try to just say, let's throw him away, it's, it's, you know, I, I think he's a good kid. And, I mean, I still think, I mean, everybody, you know, you see plenty of reports going around the Twix, like, oh, you know, they people still think that he's, an, you know, a good, solid quarterback that can play in the NFL. I think, you know, as Bill said, so that that adds another layer of intrigue to me. I mean, I think at the very least, though, you still have to bring in you know a veteran that you know can push Zappy for a backup job, and you know they've got to get they've got to land one in the draft, the first you know round or two at that top.
1: Yeah. Um, hey, by the way, just while we've been having this conversation once again, uh, we're pleased to be joined by our guy Mike Dussault from Patriots.com dot com on the Harbor One Hotline here on today's Fitzy and Hart program with the Six Rings guys. Um, <clears throat> just as we've been talking, Andy. Uh, Jeff Howe just tweeted, twixt, if you will, uh, Patriots head coach Gerard Mayo has been reaching out to candidates <clears throat> in an executive in general and a GM capacity for a couple of days. He's been busy since taking over. That seems like now hmm? we, we all can't help but wonder, like, hmm, is this true? Uh, which it could be. Two things can be true at once. Or is this also like ownership and management sort of like took the temperature of Patriots nation and was like... Yeah, people don't seem too thrilled about this. All right, someone leak something to How and let him tell everybody that Mayo's already been busy talking to different people. You know, like two things can be true at once.
2: Well, I don't know who he was talking to, but like I would hope he's been busy. Like, I don't know. I think it would be worse hear he hasn't been doing anything, so I don't know.
1: Right. I mean, I, I, I'm sure he's Where's he been? You know, well, he went to I'm see sure Wonka, then he went to the Bruins game. Fortnite. Like, oh, we need
2: you get to work. <laughs> he's just doing nothing. Um but I think, you know, look, at the very least, he's going to be reaching out to, like, coaches on the staff, seeing who right. wants to stay or who can stay or who's not staying. Oh, um, good you point. Know, if he reach, I mean, I, I, you know, these are, you know, things I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I assume that Gerard Mayo just jumped in over his head in the deep end of the pool right now and, and is trying to figure out how he's going to rebuild the whole program. There's just, you know, so much that goes into it. Um, you know, I think that's a, a fair question as well. Just a guy who, you know, obviously he—he, he, I don't know I mean, love, people love to say he spent like a year at fidelity or something, but um, right. you know, whatever experience he got there, like, you know, I'm sure it was helpful. But you know, look, he's got to build an organization again, a philosophy, um, you know, stuff all the way down to what pictures stay on the wall. You know, like all that stuff has to go. So uh, I, I'm sure he's got got quite a few phone calls to make in <laughs> the coming days.
1: Yeah, uh, Andy, we are up against it. I could keep Deuce on all day long as well, but uh, unfortunately, we have to we got to pay some bills here momentarily. So, uh, Deuce, I'll get you out on this one. If you, because for all we know, you could be the next assistant general manager of the New England Patriots. Um, uh, I, I'll give Which you is an Oprah part... show. You get a football <laughs> team to run.
0: You get a football team. <laughs> you to get run. a
1: personnel department. You get a draft to run. Exactly. My favorite. I told you, Deuce, my favorite comment thus far still has been the fan that stopped me on the way into the stadium a few weeks ago and said, Can somebody just please tell whoever's picking the players to hit Yahoo auto draft and just take best available for the next couple of years? Like that's all we need, but uh, you know, we'll we'll see how it goes. Uh, Let me ask you this. If Mike Dussault was picking coordinators, is there any one guy on either side of the ball? Like I would be fine with DeMarcus Covington sticking around a bright young defensive mind. Who's obviously been around Mayo for a while. That'd be great. Anyone you have in mind. And since you also kept the hoodie database, we haven't really spoken of Bill Belichick, obviously today, much on the show and with you. Uh, what ultimately was the winningest hoodie after you kept the Bill Belichick hoodie <laughs> database all those years?
2: Great questions, and I, I got to say, Andy would have a vote for me uh, for GM because I know he'd bring back the fullback, and I'd be uh, I'd be all right. with that one. So uh, if I got a vote, I'd, I'd have what that a one. Suck um, love that you brought up. <laughs> love that you brought up Demarcus Covington. I mean, another guy who I've you know enjoyed getting to talk to a little bit over the years. And uh, I, I just I think he's you know was down at the Senior Bowl last year. He's been mm-hmm. you know around a lot. He's really been being groomed uh, to grow in his coaching capacity. So uh, you know who knows what, what's going to happen with Steve Belichick? I don't know. I mean I'm I'm assuming that he's probably going to go coach with Bill, but um, I think Demarcus Covington be an outstanding choice. Uh, offensively, I'm at a loss though. Uh, we'll, we'll have to see. Uh, and, and you know the the, the, the most famous hoodie the, um, the you know the gray one with the cutoff. Um, was surpassed by the hot jacket, which, you know, was kind of like a hot weather thing that he wore basically for the end of his career. Um, so that that's a little bit. The, the most insightful piece of knowledge, though, of course, from the hoodie database was that he lost every Super Bowl. He cut the sleeves off. So if he wore a sweatshirt with sleeves still intact, they were good. They won. Uh, but if he's wearing a hoodie with the sleeves cut, they lost. So I, I didn't figure that out until the very end. Uh, so I apologize for that. You know, as keeper of the hoodie database, wow. I, I failed the, the Patriots fandom there. But uh, but it is there. And I, I guess Paul Perillo's, uh, you know, alma mater, BU, is going to be apparently teaching a, a, a section in a, in a statistics class this year with the hoodie database.
1: <laughs> wow. that's What a tribute to all the work you put in before your time with the Patriots. And as you continue the great work, Deuce, on Patriots Unfiltered, patriots.com and more, which is where you can find them. You can also follow them at mikedusso nineteen. Where they will be cutting the sleeves off of their hoodies next, will it be Philadelphia, Dallas, Atlanta, Chicago, Los Angeles? We'll keep an eye on that as well, Deuce, and we'll have you back on to discuss that whenever Belichick makes his next move and more. Holler at us anytime, buddy, and thanks for joining us for a couple of minutes on the Harbour One Hotline. Enjoy the football, stay warm, and uh, we'll talk soon, guy. Thanks, guys. Great talking to you. You you, too, buddy. Mike Duceau from Patriots.com, joining the Fitzy and Hart program today.